science and technology. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Tech Garage. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And you are shaking it over there. That was impressive. You know what? I just realized that that's the that's the move that this uh, this music needs. It's like the, the weird like twist where your arms are punching out to the side. Uh, Matt is currently doing Fat Man dancing. Yeah. Um, Everybody loves to watch Fat Man dance. Uh, Everyone. I can't call bullshit on that. <laughs> exactly. So... Episode 39, we're off to an amazing start. We've already had multiple technical issues today. But I, you know what? I'm, I'm glad that we're, we fixed them before, like that we caught them early. We, we stopped. We started over. That's way better than what we've had at, around episode 32 where it was like, oh, wait a minute. We're not recording an hour in. Uh, we have never done that. Now, we've stopped recording for 10 or 20 minutes here or there and yeah. then started again. But yeah. we've not ever missed a whole contiguous hour. No. Anyways, let's jump in. What we're going to be talking about today is um, I do have some follow-up on the Prime 31 plugin that we were using in Unity. I think this is going to be fun. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of Mad Max and... Fury Road. That's right. Along with that, PAX Prime is just about a week away. Yeah, so there's going to be a couple of special episodes coming up as a result of that. Yeah, we're going to try a different format in packs, and we haven't actually talked about this off the air, so we're going to actually have that conversation in a little bit. All right. Well, we talked a little bit, but we'll uh, yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to do a little uh, logistical planning, I think, this week. Yeah, and then our final topic is actually um, near and dear to both of our hearts, and something that we've both spent a ton of time on lately. We're going to talk about uni. Uni. You may find yourself asking, what is that exactly? Well, we. We've mentioned it uh, a couple of times in here over the last uh, several months that we were working on. But Uni is our video game, and uh, we will give you the all the information you need to uh, hear what it's like to actually build a video game firsthand. Yeah. And we'll talk some of the challenges that we've had and some of the cool stuff that you're going to be able to do once you get it in your hands. Yeah, I, I'm sure you're waiting with bated breath. I hope they don't have worms in their mouth. That would be <laughs> gross. I'm not sure that's what that means. I have no idea what it could mean otherwise. That's a good point. So let's dive into Prime 31. Now, um, I'm just going to go ahead and make an apology early. Last week, I made a mistake. Oh, really? Yes. I don't believe I've ever heard these words come out of your mouth before. Yep. Last week, while I was talking about Prime 31, I said that there was a chance that I was just an idiot. There's still a chance of that. Nope. It turns out Prime 31 just sucks donkey dick. <laughs> right, but there's also a chance that you're an idiot. Nope, not no, possible. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that they're exclusive. Nope, not possible. I was wrong in assuming the fault was with me. Yeah. It isn't. So um, <laughs> I think I want to put a timeline in here. Um, how you When we recorded uh, last week's episode, you'd been playing around with the Prime 31 plug-in. For how long? Uh, roughly about 12 to 15 hours. Right at that point. Yeah. How much more time did you play with Prime 31's plugin before... And assuming that, ah, maybe I just need to read the docs, and ah, maybe I just don't understand how to be a developer, before, before you went, let me try something else. Uh, probably another four to five hours beyond that. Okay. So I'm into Prime 31, um, $65 for the plugin. Yeah. And about twenty hours of dev time. Okay, that's that's a lot of, t- and that's that's time that you're spending developing stuff outside of your real job. Right, and I have a full time job, so I spent many evenings. And you, you have a young child. I also have a baby. I have violin lessons. We have, and you've been training for a half marathon. Yep. And we have not only this podcast, but another podcast that I do um, with my buddy Aaron called Icy Cocktails. Uh, and our video podcast. So, so pretty much every moment of free time that you had for about three or four days Went was to spent Prime on trying to figure out how to make Prime 31 stuff work. Can you get a refund for them for that? 
I'm going to try. Yeah. I hope they don't actually listen to the uh, podcast because if I say there's... Because it's too they, late. Well, you know, when you say well, something sucks donkey dick, it's really unlikely I, if they're a listener that they're going to refund your money. Well, I kind of think that maybe if they refund your money, at least we'd at least say next week, uh, you know, at least they refunded our money and they'd get some credit back. You know? uh, yeah, that's totally possible. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is it does seem like there are folks on the internet that have spent the time and money to make Prime 31 work for them. Uh, but what I would suggest everybody out there that's doing a game in unity that wants to add Facebook integration, um, iOS integration, Android integration, like almost any other integration, don't use prime 31. So you used- I found something new and better. Now, last week we talked a little bit about my expectations of the plugin. If I have a plugin that I'm going to use, I don't want to go like prime 31. It says, here's how to use our plugin. And they're like, use this line, this line, and that line, and bam, it works. That sounds pretty awesome. That's super awesome. Of course, you have to go read the Facebook SDK, the Prime 1 SDK, and try and figure out, or Prime 31 SDK, try and figure out how all that shit works together. Um, that's not how a plugin should work. A plugin should abstract away all the complexity from you such that you can just write the code that you want to quick and easy and make it happen. Right. So I switched over... Um, Oh, I switched over to a new plugin called iOS Native. Now, iOS Native is a Unity plugin. It was about $20. Created by? Uh, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. I want to say Stan's a Ukrainian developer, and he has a ton of assets and plugins for Unity. I just love that like when you go into the Unity store and you're searching and you're like, uh, oh, iOS Native, made by... Stan, like everything else, is like Creative Solutions or Prime Thirty One or some yeah. other, some other stuff. Uh, it's just by Stan, right? It has kind of a retro feel to it. And it, here's the deal: um, I'm just going to take a side by side comparison that nobody can see. Yeah, Prime Thirty One, sixty five dollars, and it covers iOS, uh, Facebook integration, and okay. and Twitter, right? Okay, sixty five dollars covers Twitter and Facebook integration, right? That's yep. it. Uh, Stan's iOS native plugin. It costs $20. It covers in-app purchasing, uh, iOS native sharing, so you can actually get to the sharing panel in iOS, which you can then use to post to Facebook, Twitter, anything you want. It's got... Email game, text. Email text. It's got Game Center plugin. Like, iOS native has like a list of things longer than my arm that it enables you to do. So, and, and when you switched to iOS native, how long did it take you to get your uh, Facebook integration working? Well, let's... So right now, feature by feature, iOS native is a third of the price okay. and has like four times the... Like eight, nine times the features, Okay, right? Uh, let's talk initial complexity. Uh, I spent 20 hours-ish on Prime 31. Okay. With iOS native, literally... Um, in the time it took Matt while we were working the other day to get up from the table we were at, go order a drink, um, wait for his drink to be made, and come back, which was somewhere in the vicinity of three and a half to five minutes. It was it was a little bit long because well, the lady in front of me was taking some time with her order. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of like that might have been up to ten minutes. You were gone. Yeah, uh, you know sometimes coffee shops have uh, really slow lines. Uh, in that ten minute window, I was able to uh, find the plugin. Purchase the plugin, you know, take my credit card out and type, yeah. type, type, type. Uh, install it in a Unity package in its own branch and get the uh, sharing working in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. So that's literally 120 times faster than it took you to do it. Well, uh, hold on. I was able to do it successfully, consistently every time. Right, right. Which I was never actually able to get out of Prime right. 31. So, so greater than 120 times better because Prime 31, you never even completed after 20 hours. Right. So 60 minutes, 10 minutes, or 60 minutes per hour times 20, so yeah. 120 times. So, uh, yeah. And I thought, hey, this is awesome. This works just like I need it to. And I can now post to Twitter, to Facebook. I can do text messages, email. Right. You have more functionality than you would have had with Prime 31. Right. With Prime 31, I'd have had to instrument all that myself. Additionally, um, we were talking about adding some in-app purchasing to the game. And as we were driving home the other day, um, I was kind of glancing through um, the docs on Stan's website to figure out how to do the in-app purchasing for iOS, which is part of iOS Native. 
And I was like, ooh, this looks like it's going to be a little more complicated than the, the sharing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to go home and read this. I got home and I started reading it about, you know, five, ten minutes with the docs. And it's like, here's a tutorial for how you need to go into iTunes Connect and configure all of the stuff on the side for Apple. So here's how you go into your game. Here's how you create purchases. Here's all the stuff you need to do to wire it up, get it set up with a bank account, all of that. And now here's what you need to do with a plugin. Here's like the, uh, you know, here's a manager class example. Here's a uh, class example for, you know, actually doing the work and boom, everything you need to know. It took like, I started last night um, when I like last evening was when I texted you, right? I think so. Yeah. So last night I spent about 25 to 30 minutes and got in-app purchasing working on the game. Uh, Yeah. Like I spent probably 20 minutes the night before doing the setting up a bank account, uh, configuring iOS side of the house. And then when it came time last night to do uh, the actual in-app purchasing, I was like, holy shit, like an hour to get in-app purchasing working in the app. Right, right. So uh, I can't say enough nice things about... uh, Stan or the iOS native plugin. I'm looking at using it for Game Center so we can get achievements and a bunch of other cool things. Uh, he makes a ton of other plugins as well. Yeah, I saw that he's got a global mobile one. I don't remember what it's called. So there's the Android native. Yep. Um, as well as a uh, sort of universal mobile pack that, yeah, like, that covered the sorts of things for any mobile platform, which is um, which is nice because I think one of the reasons we've decided to to build this on unity was that we can build on multiple platforms um so but but there's uh when you get to some of these these platform specific things you yeah. can't just you can't just copy the code like our code mostly works right now on any platform but some yeah, of these so specific things functionally the game does work we have we've had it running on android we've had it running on windows phone we've had it running on ios uh, but each one of those has a slightly different in-app purchase each one of those has a slightly different um uh, ads implementation. Yep. So, you know, there's no matter what you do, there's going to be um, some very specific things that you need to modify. But let's talk. If you want to see, if you want to support Stan, which I do, um, in fact, when I need to do some of the implementation for Android, I'm going to go buy his Android um, native package so that we can get a bunch of native features in Android going. But you can check him out on uh, unionassets.com. And there is just I, there is tons and tons of goodness on this site. Like he's got probably what, probably twenty or thirty different uh, plugins or packages for Unity. Wow. He's got. Like, I'm just going to start reading off some of these for fun. Uh, Google Analytics, iOS deployment, WP8 native, uh, Texture Packer Pro, After Effects Importer, Amazon native. Google Tag Manager, Stan's Asset Premium, OSX Native, Stan's Asset Premium, blah. Uh, Google Docs Converters, Flash-like Eventing System, Events Pro, Android Manifest Manager, like, and the, it just keeps scrolling. What's, what's cool about, like, and all of his packages are, are integration with, with other platforms, which is kind of one of the things that's hard to do. Yeah. Um, relative, compared to some of the other things we, we've been doing on the game. Um, those are relatively difficult to implement in a lot of cases. Yeah, and like honestly, the plugins work just like they ought to. Very minimal engagement from you to actually know the internals. It abstracts away all the complexity, so you can really just focus on building the game you want yeah. and leverage his packages and plugins for all of the features of you know what people expect. Uh, so fuck you, Prime31. <laughs> Stan, you're awesome. Everybody go to unionassets.com. Or through the Unity store, you can search for it as well. Uh, pick up as many of them. Make sure that uh, Stan keeps making money. Because yeah. I'm going to go give him some more here as soon as we like to start implementing some new stuff in Android. So uh, a few months ago, we went to go watch a movie together. Uh, me, you, and Kevin all met for uh, teriyaki, and we we're going to go watch the new Mad Max movie. Yes, I and remember. That was... Uh, was that the second aborted time that I didn't get to go with a movie to you guys, with you guys to a movie? I'm not. I don't remember that there were two. I think the first time Kevin actually called it, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first time, the first time uh, Kevin got in a car wreck and we couldn't go. We were going to go watch a superhero movie, right? And uh, Kevin, Kevin got in a car accident. Uh, was fortunately okay. His car wasn't so well, but uh, yeah. But then we were, we were doing a makeup session. Uh, yeah, never that mind. doesn't sound phrasing. Good. Uh, and um, wait, wait, are we still doing phrasing? And. Uh, 
you we all arrived. Yeah, we all got there. And we you got there and you were on your cell phone. Yeah. Like one of those super important guys that just walks into the restaurant talking on my cell phone, blah 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 blah. I can't be bothered right now. Yeah. And then you left because you're like, ah, goddamn work. So here's the thing. When you have the jobs we have, 99% of the time work doesn't interfere with your home life. Uh, there is that 1% of the time where uh, anymore I'm not even technically, like as a, I'm not a technical person on the call. I'm just, you know, a manager person to help out and make sure things are happening. Uh, but every once in a while it hits the fans so hard that um, you just have to be there to make sure that it gets back on track and goes right. Yeah. And when that fails, you actually have to dive in and help technically when the people that are supposed to be technical enough to solve it don't seem to be making the right decisions. Right. And that's what I got to do for the next 72 effing hours. Which is, I suppose, why they make us former technical people managers because uh, while, uh, you know, so that we can step in and be like, no, you're doing it wrong. This, This is the way DNS works. Well, interestingly, on that call, um, in the first hour and a half, I was talking to a bunch of people. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? That makes no sense. You got to walk me through this slowly. And they're like, oh, dumb manager. Yeah. And then they're like, well, this, this, and that. I'm like, uh, no, that's not how the internet works. You're going to have to look at it this way and this way and that way to figure that out. And they're like, well, we know our... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but we were intending to watch a movie that day. We were, we were. And, and, uh, Kevin and I went ahead and watched it without you. And the movie was Mad Max. And so, so I saw Mad Max for the first time a couple of months ago. Uh, it just came out on, uh, on demand, various platforms, uh, this week. So, or last weekend, last weekend. So, so you finally got to see it. Yep. I watched it this week. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. Um, I was. Let's say about two bottles in for the evening. Okay. So I don't know that I saw the same movie that everybody else saw. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I like a lot of the stuff they did. Um, they managed to take a genre that has been largely, um, I'm <sighs> largely uh, here, here, crappy. Right? Well, here's here's but, the and thing. They, they made it good. Here's the thing. In the eighties, well, I think so. Here's 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 my here's my take on this. Uh, Mad Max started the post-apocalyptic movie trend originally, right? I mean, it wasn't like, Waterworld. Well, no, it wasn't. Um, Waterworld what about ended the it. Okay, so, so here's the, the thing. Uh, Mel Gibson started it, right? With with uh, and with Kevin Costner ended it exactly, right? That was that's the that was the uh, the life of the. Now there yeah. was a lot of shitty B movies. Has Kevin Costner gone all crazy yet? Like uh, like, um, like, like Mel? Mel Gibson did. I don't think Last so. Last I heard, he was just trying to clean the ocean. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a little kooky, but I don't think he's. He's Bill like Gibson eccentric. Kooky. He's yeah. not racist. Yeah, he's not an awful person. Right. Um, he doesn't like beat his girlfriend and and uh, threaten to murder entire swaths of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, Dude, we're so going to get in trouble for this episode. Have you noticed that I haven't been able to say a nice thing about anybody? <laughs> uh, well, you said nice things about Stan. Oh, thank you. Good point. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, have you, have you, when was the last time you saw the original uh, Mad Maxes? I think it's been about 20 years. So, uh, I have to imagine they don't hold up well because even when I watched Beyond Thunder, maybe it wasn't 20 years ago, but I watched Beyond Thunderdome, I want to say sometime in the 90s. Yeah. And it did not hold up in the 90s. Well, so, I can't imagine it's actually doing well here. So, I watched, um, I watched uh, Road Warrior and uh, and and Thunderdome. I don't know a few weeks back, uh, just mm-hmm. on on TV. Uh, I didn't think that Road Warrior, which Road Warrior was my my preferred one back in the nineties. I, I mean, of the of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I actually felt that over time it's aged less well, um, and Thunderdome has sort of aged a little better. I don't know if, wow. that, if that makes sense, sort of. Do you know what Mad Max really needs? A new movie, which no. they just did, well, okay. and hey, it was yes. fucking awesome. No, 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 no. Stick with me on this one. They need El Mariachi. Oh, like... So, like, do you remember... Robert Rodriguez to direct the next Mad Max movie? Well, so, here's the thing. Desperado, big, huge movie, Antonio Banderas, everybody watched it. Yeah. No matter what they say now, they watched it, they loved it, that movie made tons of cash. It was a great movie. I, um, I liked it. It was awesome. You know what movie. I really liked on there? Selma Hayek. Right? Yeah, that's, that's hard not to like. Yeah. But 
And then Desperado is made because of this other movie, El Mariachi, which is kind it's kind of his backstory, but it's all like but that was Robert Rodriguez yeah, it was doing that just like in whatever town he lived in going like, I'm going to make a goddamn movie. I got a camcorder and I'm yes. going to film guys falling off buildings and shit. And it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we really need a um, prequel to Mad Max kind of deal. It is done in a... Uh, so... Here's the thing. The Here's historic the thing. Mad Max style, not great. The new Mad Max style was awesome. Well, well, but but the first Mad Max movie wasn't far off from El Mariachi. I mean, that was a super indie movie that um, was made in Australia um, with uh, a no talent Mel with, Gibson. Yeah, like like that was there was like before he made it big, basically. Yeah. Um, <gasps> wait but, a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Could Hugh Jackman do a Mad Max? He could, but I mean, we've got Tom Hardy, who's pretty badass, who turns out to be a badass. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was great. I had no problem with and him. And did you notice... Uh, well, you maybe didn't notice, because it's been 20 years since you've seen one. He did, like, sort of a vocal imitation of um, Mel I, Gibson. Yeah, that's going to be missed, lo- yeah. lost on me. No, it was, it was definitely there. He had, like, the same... Tom Hardy's really good at voices. I don't really? know if you've noticed that. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen him in many movies. But I'm like sure his, he plays completely different characters in whatever he's in. I saw uh, what was it like uh, into the f- into the fire or something like that. Uh, he played like a um, you know a uh, uh, moonshiner and uh, in in Tennessee. Did he have his own and, accent that was only made up between him and his family? Uh, no, no. Are you sure he played more? But I mean, he had like sort of a Appalachian, you know accent going and then uh, i just watched uh there was an awesome movie with him and uh james gandolfini i watched a couple weeks ago called the drop uh where he's playing basically a guy is james gandolfini still alive no he died he this died? was like his last movie okay. and uh tom hardy's basically playing a bartender in uh in a you know new york dive bar that's run by the mob right. and uh shit happens and he plays like this kind of meek quiet guy and he's got like you know the east coast you know, voice going and right. it just, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of impressed with the dude as an actor. Yeah. Like he, he, like the movie, like I really need to sit down and go watch it again. Yeah. Maybe in context with the others or at least highlights videos it, of the others it, from YouTube. It, it completely stands on its own though. And I think the, you know, a hundred percent it's more, yeah. it's more a, uh, build back some of my nerd cred for not having seen Mad Max and, you know, yeah. The lifetime of three people. I, I think the the impressive thing, though, uh, with, with uh, the, the new movie is just that, you know, George Miller didn't hand feed the audience the storyline, right? They You got to just watch the character development. You got to see the the tr- level of trust between Max and Furiosa uh, develop without them yeah. sitting there telling their backstory in some like verbal narrative. You actually got to see um, it through actions and, and behaviors. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I, I felt it was... Uh, I, I, really good. I did really like the scene where she asked for his name, so that we're gonna go ahead and have spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. Spoiler. Spoiler um, alert. If if you're listening, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening and haven't seen the show, shut your goddamn ears. Uh, I really <laughs> like the part where uh, she's like, "What's your name?" and he's and he's like all cagey about giving her his name. She's like, "Fine, I'll call you Fool." When I scream, "Fool!" Start the truck and drive. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was right? like, "That's just awesome." Yeah, um, no, I just thought it was a great movie. And the 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 action sequences, you know, they I'm sure there was CG in there somewhere. I was all over the place, but they it looked. I know there was a lot of real stunts that they did, and you could tell that there was real conventional you know, old school CG, conventional yeah. stunts being done in there. And uh, I don't know, I totally dug it. I was, uh, I, you know, and and so. They made another, hey, spoilers, another very bold choice by killing the knocked up chick. Yeah, right? It's like, whoa, they did that. Yeah. Good job. Like, and the baby. The yeah. yeah. Like both. Like, right? Squished She's dead. She's like, whoa, what the? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, so when it released on, on you know, Amazon and Xbox and whatever platform you prefer, uh, last weekend, I, uh, I'm i like, ooh, Mad Max, I haven't seen that in two months, and I really liked it. You know what? I think we're going to buy that goddamn movie. So I bought it, and then like i'm gonna watch that movie and amy was like we're amy not watching your wife <laughs> my wife yeah like, we're not watching that movie blah, 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 blah. let's watch something we both want to watch i'm like ah, fine 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 nobody wants to watch the mall of america so so the next day i'm uh sunday she just kind of falls asleep on the couch and i'm like oh i'm gonna watch mad max now so i start watching mad max she wakes up about 10 minutes into it 
And I see her watching it, right? She didn't say anything. She just wakes up and she's watching. Half an hour later, she's still watching. Uh, an hour later, as we're getting towards the end of the movie, she's sitting up like on the edge of her seat watching. And it finishes. I'm like, so did you just watch that movie? She's like, I watched like the last 30 minutes of it. I'm like, uh, you only missed the first 10 minutes of it. I take it you liked it. She's like, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. So, which says a lot because she yeah. hates, she doesn't dig on that type of genre. Yeah, my wife was uh, meh on it. She's not a huge fan of post-apocalyptic anything. Yeah. Or anything that doesn't have a clearly defined, laid out, easy to follow story. Ah, yeah. I did have to answer a couple questions for Amy, which was also when I noticed, you know, helped me understand that she was actually engaged. Because like, hey, what's he doing? What, what's, what's, what's she doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, my wife tried to ask questions earlier. And she's like, is this from the first movies? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I haven't watched them in 20 goddamn years. Yeah. Like, all I remember is like, you know, it was kind of like that scene from Waterworld, but in the desert. So my only, uh, my only beef with it is there's a bit of a chron- chrono- chronology, chronology problem. Uh, in the, I don't know how Tom, old Tom Hardy is. I'm guessing he's something where around 30. Um, and Mad Max, you watched the first movies, was alive as a police officer before whatever fall of society existed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that you could have gotten to the point that um, they were at in the world of falling apart in Fury Road in 10 years. I'm not sure you could get there in 30 years. Like, it's progressed pretty far at that point. Which part of their world, like... In fact, in fact, I'm just Furiosa was twenty had been been missing from her home at least twenty years, which was a home with the mothers and blah 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 blah. So it's at least twenty years after after the apocalypse, which means Max has got to be at least forty, at least thinking more like fifty probably. But like again, Tom Hardy thirty, like the character is not old enough to be with the world in that in that position. Is that? You don't look I, like you're following me at all. I hear what you're saying. I just am trying to gauge my level of caring. It's not important. The movie's awesome. Uh, like, it, like, like they couldn't have done the movie this, without having that disruption. This in feels the time very sequence. much to me like your um, uh, Indiana Jones four assessment. That movie's goddamn awful. Yeah, but I think when we were that talk- whole goddamn movie's awful. Yeah, yeah, but I think when we were talking about it uh, one time in a car ride. You're, we're, we were like chatting, like, yeah, that movie's horrible. And you're like, yeah, it's fucking horrible. And you're like, yeah, the one thing in that movie that I just can't buy is giant ants. Right? I know. <laughs> now, for those of you that haven't seen the movie, Indiana Jones hides in a refrigerator, gets blown the fuck around by a nuclear blast. Yeah. He lives through that unscathed. That. He's can, okay. That's, I, that's how it happens. I can see uh, that, yeah. They have yeah. a vehicle that's driving at 40 miles an hour, chopping down trees and hucking them out of the way. No, no, that was a bunch of bullshit, too. Shia LaBeouf is uh, Tarzan. Is Tarzan. That's a bunch of bullshit. And oh yeah, there's fucking aliens at the end of the <laughs> Indiana Jones <laughs> movie. <laughs> and the one problem you have is with giant fucking ants. My, my biggest problem was with the giant ants. I, I had, like the giant ants were like, if we were to increase the oxygen on the planet, ants would get that giant. Hang on, I had one other problem that you forgot about. The motherfuckers hiding in the walls. Oh yeah. They plaster like, themselves in there every morning where they're like, hey Dave, how's it going? Hey Scott, how's it going? Blasting yourself in? Oh yeah, I'm gonna wait for uh, invaders today. Yeah, we'll we're gonna. S- nobody's come here in a hundred years, but we're just gonna keep doing this. <laughs> keep doing this. We'll sneak out of the walls, and uh, that way we can get them. Yeah. What? Like, the, what there the was, fuck was that? There was nothing right about the Indiana Jones four. That's why I have chosen personally to edit it from my memory, except in the cases where I can mock you with it. Here's the thing: that whole movie, the, the movie wasn't completely awful until the entire until that end segment, right? The end segment is what completely ruined it, which all of the things that we just listed, except for the atomic refrigerator, were in the end segment. Do you know what we need? Uh, we should do a machete slash tech garage version of Indiana Jones 4. What does that mean? Oh, so, like where you cut it up where and Where you stuff? chop it up into what you want. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, And actually just, make it a good movie. Because I think you could do... If you cut out that whole end sequence, I'll allow you to cut out the uh, the nuclear bomb fridge scene if I'm you okay want. with it mostly because it's like... A, like, like it's completely unrealistic. It's not going to happen. But it is kind of cool to watch Indy get out of the fridge and like step into the frame. That was a really awesome shot. Yeah, here's, here's my thing with the fridge thing. It's unrealistic. It's super unlikely. 
it's not impossible. Yeah, I mean, it's there, highly there, improbable. There is a shockwave that goes right. Yeah, the, but um, it, I don't care who you are. Like, we should MythBuster this. Let's find a friend. Let's put him in a fridge and let's drag it the fuck down the highway at 40 miles an hour. See if they live. Yeah. Well, it's got to be an old fridge that kind of locks. I'm not sure how you got, got out of that. He should have just died, suffocated and died yeah, in there. The, but the lock, may, maybe the lock broke off um, when it crash landed. Yeah. But the the stuff that happened in the end sequence is just goddamn impossible. All of it. Just completely impossible. The Shia LaBeouf Tarzan, that was such bullshit. What about the uh, massive car boat tree cutter falling off the million foot waterfall and everybody living yeah that was that was uh i put that into highly improbable also i I go back to highly improbable on that one it's possible that the the people going off of the waterfall and maybe living eh, okay maybe that'll happen but the uh the tree cutter driving through the forest at 40 miles an hour cutting down trees that's impossible with today's technology, yes. With the 30s technology, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen the tree cutter machines that they have where it, like, it grabs onto the bottom of the tree. Yeah. And then picks it up and cuts off all the branches. They, they're super That's efficient. That's really cool. But they don't go at 40 miles an no, hour. No, they do not. Uh, also, the uh, giant ants, though. What the fuck? So, uh, There's no such thing as giant ants. No, no. Ants. There could be... Like, there are giant ants, A. No. They're not as giant as those ants. They're like the size of your thumbnail giant. Still distractingly huge. Uh, But no, like insects uh, change in size based off of oxygen content in the air. So we make it a little more oxygenated. We could, in theory, have giant ants. You could not have an ant uh, big enough to pick you up. Ant, that one ant. I don't care how much. Up. I don't care how much oxygen you put in the air. There was a bunch of ants picking those people up. It wasn't just one. But those ants were people sized. No, they, they weren't. Were, they were maybe. Uh, they were people sized. No, they weren't people sized. Were they dog sized? No, they were well, like rat dogs. They were like about that big. No, 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 no. You yeah, yeah, to, yeah. You re- need to rewatch that shitty movie and see how giant those fucking ants were. They were too fucking giant. They were like hauling people around. A rat dog... I don't care if you had a pack of rat dogs. They can't pick up a person. Well, that's because rat dogs are fucking useless. They are. I mean, I, I don't know. Ants can lift, I don't know, 2,000 times their own weight or whatever bullshit, but... Well, that's because uh, they don't weigh shit. Yeah. Are you trying to find the scene on YouTube right now? I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. <laughs> you're trying to prove me wrong. Of course. Well, really? Yeah. That, that's a surprise Goddamn to you. giant ants. What was our next topic that we were Well, hold on. I got here. the YouTube video here. I'm going to look at these giant ants that are apparently to you people size. Have you been hanging out with munchkins They again? were at least dog sized. And They're I mean not like... dog sized. I mean like German shepherd dog sized. They were not sized. German shepherd sized. Okay, here it is I don't playing. consider rat dogs a dog. Rat dogs aren't a dog. They're rats. Oh, yeah, this- okay, hold on. Come look at this giant right, pe- person-sized ant. So, yeah, those giant people-sized ants that are coming in underneath the floorboards of the damn car. That's, I don't know how big this car that's is. That's not the scene. C- come look. Dude, it's the goddamn scene. What's wrong with you? Look at those people-sized ants that are, like, coming up over the car. Oh, wait, no, those are people. Um, and they're running into the field of ants. Hang on. I, I, I'm, not, now, I'm not seeing the scene of ants that I recall here. Yeah, so um, here's Indy. He's running... He's running. They're running. There's a bunch of ants chasing him. Look at those well, ants. Look how big they look when they, they zoom in like zoom that. in on it. Of course they're big. Oh, shit. That was not the, what I remember What are you even smoking? Like, look at these ants. They're like the size of my... You can squish them in the palm of your hand. Yeah, those ants... I don't even see why you'd run from those ants. I don't even get well, what's going on here. What a, bunch, what a bullshit scene. It's still a bullshit scene. So, I'll agree with you. It's a bullshit scene, but those ants aren't theoretically too giant to be reasonable in action. Like, there's no, insects this is, that big. This is clear, I, I clearly remembered that scene wrong. Because <laughs> what a bullshit movie. Yeah. Okay, now that I've been uh, proven right, we can move on. All right. Uh, <laughs> so the next topic we have for today uh, will not feature Shia LaBeouf. Oh, thank God. I hate that guy. Why do you hate Shia Why does I, everybody I don't hate actually, Shia LaBeouf? I don't actually hate the guy. Like, I don't actually have enough feelings about him to even hate him. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, he was in the worst Indiana Jones movie ever. Yeah. And Transformers. That anything else I need to throw out there? So if we're saying a person is horrible just because they've been in shitty movies, Ben Affleck is in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? But he's also been in some great movies. So hey, you know, we're, what's, maybe, what's, maybe, Shia, what's Shia LaBeouf's redeeming movie? I have no idea, but exactly. I don't. Really, I, I already spent my like internet time looking yeah. that up. So the, the ants up. Your so internet I'm not won't let you pull anything else out from here. Yeah. So let's talk Pax Prime. Okay. It's next weekend. Next weekend. Uh, I'm excited about PAX Prime. 
it should be good times. Yep, we'll get to learn about all. Well, so um, for the people that are listening that don't know what Pax Prime is, what's Pax Prime? It is a large, like four day video game conference slash demo fest. Yeah, and it just happens to be in our hometown here in Seattle. Yeah, so we've got a, and it's run by Penny Arcade. Correct. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I was like. You want the names? Yeah. Well, like, I just like it's like Jerry and I can't remember the other guy's name. Yeah. So it's Jerry something K with a long unpronounceable yeah, last German year word. was like so Matt and a bunch of my friends have been going to PAX for years and years and years basically since the beginning. Yeah, like I started going. Kevin and I went. I don't think it was the first year, but it was maybe the second or third year when it was still in Maidenbauer Center in Bellevue. Yeah, and uh, I started going to PAX last year. Yeah, after I kept telling you how awesome it was for years. Yeah. Um, so I had never actually been... Uh, imagine a... Um, uh, yes. <laughs> lost year. Well, I lost my train of thought here because I'm trying to think of something to imagine. Uh, PAX is somehow like the Super Bowl meets um, the Stanley Cup... For nerds. Uh, meets uh, baseball's World Series... All for nerds, like, but well, it's like it's, it's that same kind of all of those different because you have yeah. tons of different genres of nerds. You've got board game nerds, you've got video game yep. nerds, you've got cosplay. It's, nerds. it's really gaming, not just yeah. not, not it, just. It, uh, it's like if there was a sports, if there was a sports ball event that everybody could come and represent their favorite sports ball. Yeah, it's. I mean, to me, it's it's like Comic Con, but game focused as opposed to comic focused. Yeah, and like just a rundown of some of the awesome stuff we got to do last year. A, they have a ton of panels. Yeah. Uh, yep. I know for most people that they're not probably going to be as excited about anything as I am like that, but you get to go find out folks that are in the gaming industry that are working in independent games. Listen to them talk. Uh, I, and I think we got a lot of valuable information oh, on what yeah. we should do as for our game that we were sort of planning at this point last yeah. year. So we learned a lot through that. There are, there was um, whole rooms where they just have piles and piles and piles of board games. You can borrow board games and go play a board game that you've never seen before. They have. Um, you They've got rent, free play console free play sections consoles, where you yeah. just go in and play Nintendo or Xbox or whatever you want. You can also there's, PCs. There's a free play PC. I don't think we yep, did that last we year. Didn't did do we didn't do that last yeah. year. No. There's um, a major showroom that has all of the um, ah crap. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like all of the, you can demo and see uh, games that are coming out over the next year, or yeah, that have, all, all or that have recently ma- come out. All of the major studios are there. They've got like it's basically a big expo hall. Yeah, they've got big uh, con- or plastic uh, things out of the games. They've got ongoing Magic the Gathering tournaments. Such a nerd. That are awesome. I'm so so sad about you sometimes. Yeah, I know. Oh shit! Oh crap! I just grabbed our headphones and just about ruined the podcast. Just about? Just about. <laughs> I've already, it's too late. I've already ruined yep. it. Yep. Okay, now we're just going down in flames. So, uh, no, I like PAX is awesome. It's fun. Uh, I had a great time. I spent three days there last year. Yep. Are you going to stay all four this year? I hadn't really thought that far ahead. All right. I've been focused on other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, PAX is awesome. It's good times. Uh, if you're in the Seattle area and want to go, too fucking bad. <laughs> You should have bought your tickets like a year ago. Yeah. I think there are probably... I mean, I've sold... Last year, um, uh, Justin had planned on going and didn't or something. So Your brother-in-law? Yeah. So I had bought tickets for him, and then I don't know what happened at the last minute. He's like, oh, I can't go, blah, 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 blah. So I ended up selling his tickets on Craigslist. I know that there's... You can get them on Craigslist. They go for a bit of a premium but uh you know you, you probably can go if you really want to but yeah there's always options but uh, it is amazing if you're going to be in downtown seattle you will see a lot of folks in cosplay you will see uh like last year we saw some great costumes there was a whole group of folks that had gone yeah. as the cast of archer oh, oh that was uh, you know it, that was awesome and i like we walked when we walked in and i was like those people look really familiar, and I don't know why. What? Uh, well, that, that, that big girl in the bra with... Are those darts sticking out of her? Tranquilizer dart? What's... Who is... And you were like, oh my god, it's Archer. And I was like, oh my god, it's Pam! Like... Yeah. I had the... It like took a while for me to like convert cartoon to people and I, realize what was going on. I was personally um, doing the same thing in my head, and I was like, that white guy in the suit and the black guy in the suit look really familiar. I can't put my... Oh, hey, Pam. Pam, Archer, it's Archer. 
<laughs> Literally, what? Uh, yeah, the chick that was dressed as Pam completely nailed it. That was that was that was for me. That was the one of the most spot on. Yeah, that was, without yeah. that, it wouldn't have been uh, intelligible. Uh, so, what's our plan for PAX this uh, this uh, well, coming weekend? Our plan for PAX, and let's talk. Are we are we going to podcast while we're there? Oh yeah, we're going to. We talked about it last year, and then we didn't. Yeah. So here's what I think. But we you got do. your new device now this year. Yeah. Last year when we were at PAX, it was still um, like lug a laptop around and record and hope to God everything works. Yeah. This year we've got the Zoom H6, which we picked up uh, recently, and it is super portable. I mean. For those of you that remember, it's the size of probably the original Walkman. Yeah. Maybe a little smaller. Uh, So we can now go around and like, here's what I was thinking. I kind of want to do a man on the street where we walk around and talk to just normal people that are sauntering around packs, find out what it is about packs that they like, what it is that they uh, are doing, what it is they're excited about. I also wanted to do some uh, interviews with the independent game developers. Okay. See if they're willing to talk to us about their game, what they're doing. Um, and other than that, just kind of uh, do even our regular show, if we can get a regular show in. Yeah, I think we should do. We should find a quiet place and do the regular show. And then I think we should grab a bunch of content from people like that, like man-on-the-street type interviews and, yeah. and walk around. And um, so ex- Maybe we could talk about the seedy underbelly of PAX, oh, which actually that, is really kind of the underbelly. That's when the fat guy's yeah, T-shirt's yeah, hanging out. And it's yeah, the- <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> There's probably a lot of that at PAX, actually. The problem. It's it's downtown. There's millions of people, thousands of people there. Uh, Hundreds, dozens, even dozens, dozens, dozens of people. It's, it's, I don't know what the attendance is, but I think it's around ten thousand or something like, like six. that. Six, six, five. Okay. Well, you know, eleven and a half. It's a lot of freaking people. Four and three quarters. And some of those nerds don't bathe real well, so it gets a little smelly sometimes. But uh, uh, yeah, so we're gonna have to work out like what, so how we're gonna carry stuff around, our microphone and and uh, whatnot set yeah, up. But we should do that. Uh, and we will also be hosting. Now, I talked about a listener party last week. I think what we're gonna do instead. I love this idea, by the way. We are going to do a mini mini launch party, pre-launch party, pre-launch Beta launch party, party. Yeah, for our game. And if you're interested, ping us on Facebook. We will give you the details, and we can uh, go ahead and install Uni on your device for you. Yep. Friday. So we'll do it. We'll do. It. I think we're planning Friday night downtown, either somewhere now, somewhere near PAX. Yep. Now there's some specifics we need to work out. I need to sort out how to get uh, um, beta users on the iPhone to be able to sign in and uh, download the game. Yep. But for Windows Phone users, I think we or should be Android, good. We should be able to. Uh, Get you logged in. Yep. Interestingly enough, since we're launching on iPhone first, that will probably be the harder one to get on people's phones. Yeah. But uh, if you want, we'll, we'll be having a party. and We'll be doing an install of the game, and you can come by. You can see us. Uh, we'll definitely, hopefully, have all our friends there, or the ones that are at PAX. People show up. Both of our friends. But yeah. Well, me and you will be there. So That's a party right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, if, if you're interested, let us know. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find Facebook us. slash the Tech Garage. Yep, yep. We'll, we'll, and we'll uh, we'll get we'll get back to you. Let you know how to get a hold of us. So let's jump into our next topic, which is our our pending mobile video casual yes. game. So um, and right now, you are going to be the first people ever to hear something brand new. We've what? been talking about building a 20-second ad for the game. Yeah. And I think right now we're just going to make it up as we go and pretend that it's a 20-second ad. <laughs> what I need from you is at the appropriate times at the dun-dun's. All right, okay. all right. In a world of the future, dun, dun, dun. there is a person, uh, maybe uh, an urchin. <laughs> His name is Uni. And he's coming for you. That's this is this is awful. We no. should have scripted this. Shit, yeah, I'm sorry, that. dude. That's it's not working. No. It's not working uh, for me at all. Yeah, that's probably why they do scripts and stuff. Yeah, you can't just like make no. That shit up. We're not. No? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, the game is called Uni. It's about an urchin. He yeah. floats around in the water. It's a sea urchin. It's a sea urchin. Yeah. Uh, he kind of he kind of swims a little bit. He's got a swimming motion. Yeah. He he sort of uh, moves. Yeah. Of his own volition. And the 
the game is pretty complicated and hard to learn. Um, you basically need to collect air bubbles yeah, because, and avoid rocks. Because sea urchins live off of air bubbles. This is, this is a fact. Yeah. It's, and uh, it's, We looked it up on the internet. And it's they totally spend their legit. time dodging rocks. Uh-huh. 100% which, sea urchin uh, activity. Which are probably dropped by seagulls or some shit. Or, um, or crabs that are dicks. I thought the crabs were what was creating the bubbles. Uh, no, I think that's decomposing okay. flesh. Well, our storyline's not really fleshed out yet. But yeah, the so game we're mechanics, still working on a backstory. The game mechanics mostly work, and uh, it takes... Well, you, you really... I think the highest high score we've got in the current... With the current game settings, it gets to about 120 seconds. I got 145 the Holy other day. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, with the new, the new buffs and stuff that you can play with. So um, <laughs> you, you can extend your life a little bit. Yeah, so... Uh, it's a good time. We will be. We have some uh, cards that we'll be handing out at packs. So if you're there, look for us. We'll be around, and we can give you a card that shows you how to get the game as soon as it comes out. And if you actually, and if you want to see a video of it, you can you can see it if you go to philmanali.com slash uni. There's a there's a video of some gameplay. Yep, uni spelled U N I. Yep. And the uh, build that is on the video is now about three days old. So uh, everything yeah. looks a million times better. And, and there, there may even be a... Uh, by the time you hear this podcast, uh, we'll probably have updated that video with a recent one. So Yeah. Um, we're uh, uh, iterating very, very quickly on yeah. the game. So, and, I mean, in the last, uh, what, three days... Well, we've, we got, clearly, we got Facebook integration. Yeah, we've got Facebook in-game. integration. We've got in-app purchasing. We've got uh, a ton of cleanup in the UX. We've yeah. got... Yeah, we uh, fixed some of the control issues. We, yeah, a couple of control issues. We've uh, added... Um, I think we're going to be adding another... Well, there, there will probably be another buff added by the time you hear this podcast. Right yeah. now, there's three different... You get th- two different power-ups right now. There'll be a third one, hopefully, in the next day or so. Um, depends on how motivated I am to coding. But yeah, it turns out that uh, once you get the uh, big chunk of the game written and you get to the polish phase, which is kind of where we're at, yeah, um, it gets a lot more fun and the game changes in view in look and feel very quickly. Yeah, well, so the uh, and I was just I was showing Zach this earlier. I uh, were was I scrounged up some old devices that I have laying around the house that are basically broken cell phones with broken screens on them, and I found my old cell phone that's got a really old build of Uni, uh, yeah. probably one of the first. I th- so there was the music in there, so it was after you started yep. doing some check ins, but it still had the old control scheme, and it, I mean, it's it's similar but it's amazing how much different and how how yeah. changed it is we, uh and and i think that was only about three months ago and yeah it like i looked at it and i was like here's all the things that are not like they are today yeah it's kind of one of those what the which of these things is not like the other yeah um and i think like the the changes we made to the start screen or screen over the last week Dude, of, that start screen is looking badass it, it now almost looks like real the de- like professional developers have made it at this point, which yeah. I'm like, I, I made this. <laughs> What's, well, that's this is the, weird. That's the kind of funny thing here is neither Matt or I are professional game developers, right? We're not even professional developers for fuck's sake. We're nope. like, um, I we work with professional developers. I've written a lot of code in my time, but nothing like uh, what we're doing on uni. Yeah. And, uh, in the last month or so, we've spent a lot of time making it, uh, like well, it, here's our here's our process. Hey, this works. Hmm, it doesn't look very good. What do we? How do we make this look better? You are. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Okay, cool. Let's go download a whole bunch of games and see how other games have solved this problem. Yeah, and I, the other thing to to keep in mind: neither of us are designers or artists, really, by by trade. I mean, we've nope. both messed around with it at one point or another, and so there's been a lot of trial and error of going. Uh, yeah, let me just throw these buttons in here. Uh, those look like crap. Well, they're good enough now. We get it working, yeah. and then come back to it, you know, a few weeks or even a month or two later, and go, uh, let's change these and and let's redesign it a little bit uh, to just make it, you know, look shiny. Yeah, um, and with the both of us working on it, we've actually done a really good job of one of us going, "Hey, this doesn't work quite right," and the other going, "Oh yeah, we could just do this to fix it." Uh, oh wait, yeah. It's, oh, holy crap. That's way better. <laughs> it's amazing to me uh, how uh, how much better you are working as a team because there's mm-hmm. so many things where... And it goes both ways. One of us goes... We were, you just had something in the car yesterday where you're like, this is going to be... And I'm like, why don't you just do this? And you're like, 
Yeah, that, that would work. But 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 it goes both ways. There's been a yeah. hundred things where I've said blah, 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 and you're like, well, why aren't you just doing this in one line? And I'm like, oh yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. We were in the uh, coffee shop earlier this week, and I had a chunk of code that wasn't working, and I'm like, hey Matt, can you uh, come over here and um, look at this code? And you're, you're, you were like, I, I don't, what you're doing, I don't understand. And I'm like, that's okay. Just sit here for a second. I'll walk you through it. Right. And I'm like, okay, so here's this, here's that. And here's, uh, oh, crap. I'm saying not true when it should be true. Shit. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back over to my side and work on my stuff again. Yeah. Sometimes the act of explaining it to somebody is really all you need to see past what you've been missing for the last yeah. 20 minutes. But, but even I think just on the, uh, doing the design. So we, we made up some, uh, business cards to hand out. No, they're not really yep. business cards. They're more like advertising cards. Mm-hmm. I ordered them from a business card company. Uh, but as I was designing that yesterday, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to throw some pictures on here and put some words. And uh, when you design it yourself, you kind of miss that like other perspective, right? Yep. So I go, this is what I designed. It doesn't look... Gr- what do I need to change, right? And so having yep. the other person's perspective of going like, well, do this, make this bigger, change this, put these words here. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that looks way better. You're right. Um, but when you, you do the initial part yourself, it's hard to remove, I think, from... Yeah, well, um, you're, you're in the execution phase. You're in the, I need to get this done. This needs to work. I, need, I have a deadline. Yeah. The, what I think is funny is both of us have spent now time on the game trying to make it... Uh, you know, work and do everything it ought to. Yeah. Both of us are fairly um, interesting, kooky, you know, whatever you want to say. But we're not, you know, your normal people. We, we do things differently. We do things odd. Uh, our game completely and utterly lacked any of that. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was funny because we, we talked about that earlier this week. We need to put some little um, Our game personality, no personality in here. It was just, just it, it worked. It was, it was, yeah, but it, was, it didn't have a sense of humor or anything. So, uh, yeah, so th- there was a little polish to go on for that. This that's week. actually been one of the more fun parts in the last week for me is uh, the trying to inject a sense of levity, playfulness, or fun into the game. Yeah. Uh, in places where mm, uh, it, maybe we had some dead space in the UX and needed to figure out what to put there. Right. Or maybe we just put something like high score, right? Well, this is just like, yeah, okay, it's the yeah. high score, but it's not super interesting. Of course, it's the goddamn high score. Why don't we put something more interesting there or a little visually more interesting? Uh, yeah, so uh, major takeaway, Uni will be released, like I suspect, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be submitting it to the iTunes store. Yeah, I think it, we're really close. I mean, I, I feel if, if I feel now when, when we show it to people, like before when I, when I showed it to people, it <laughs> was like... every time we were like, well... well I mean, I was so proud of it. It was still like, hey, look, I made a game that actually works. Yeah, it looks like shit, but I made it, This right? is my baby, but it's ugly. Just yeah. look past the ugly. It's, uh, it'll grow into it. Now I feel like when I show it to people, I'm like, hey, look at this. I made it, and look, it looks like... I made it, like and legit. I'm proud to show it to people. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, check it out. Keep an eye out on, um, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it here, but, uh, you know, other places as well. It will pop up on our Facebook. And with that music, I believe we are out for the day. Thank you for listening and have a good evening. 